0: Reclaimed Audio, upcycling and making with reclaimed materials.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 18, March 9, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Stu Morrison, The Godfather Jimmy DeResta, Izzy Swan, Luis Gonzalez, Tristan Timber, and Sean Petty. Gentlemen, how are you this week?
0: What's going on? How's it going, man? You know, we need like we need like a little music thing for like that. So you know, when we, when we and when we say the Godfather, Jimmy Derosa, it should be like he should have his own theme song, just like a little like, like maybe like a like a choir of like a like a choir of angels. You know, no, no,
2: no like like big time wrestling. Uh, when the, the guy would Walk down to the ring and you'd hear like um, you know, some kind oh, like of rock, high rock. energy rock. Yeah, rock anthem. Yeah. You know, gong 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 gong, kind of a yeah,
1: more yeah. like Eye of the Tiger. Oh, okay. It could be Eye of the Tiger. Da, da,
0: ba, mm. da, da,
1: da. Well, that's yeah. not Eye of the Tiger. Oh, that, no, that's, I, the, the, other tiger. that's, the, that's the other one. That's the original Rocky one.
0: That's, yeah.
2: the, that's the Rocky thing. You're thinking, you know, I, Eye of the Tiger is... Eye
0: of the Tiger is the thrill of the fight.
2: Right. Never do that well, again. Why'd you, no so. whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Why'd you stop? Because uh, that's all the words I know. Oh, okay. like like my falsetto. Rising up
1: to the challenge of our rivals.
0: Oh, you got it. You take over. Take over. No, 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 I'm no, not at all. No, 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 You are... You know you want to.
1: No, you are the castrato here. I cannot do that,
0: so... No, finish your beer and sing it. I,
1: this is actually coffee, because we're recording this much later than we normally do. <laughs> um, okay, what are we working on? Bill, what do you, why don't you lead us off here? What are you working on?
2: You know what? I am um, <laughs> I am working on a wardrobe. Woo hoo! I am so excited. Is this about deja it. Vu? <laughs> I, I know it's it's. I I have nothing else to do this month, and I promised myself and the person I'm making it for that I will not start another project. Um, and I, I just want to get this done. I I am feeling a, a renewed um, sense of purpose to get this project done. But something else I'm doing is um, um the weather's. Uh, we've had a whole lot of rain. I mean, a lot of it for California. The last couple of days, a couple of big storms have rolled through, which is amazing. Which is great, um, but it's made me look at. I need to reorganize my garage, and I know um, I know it's just that time of year. Springtime is a good time to do it. Is is it approaches so that's that's the other thing I will be working on is cleaning, reorganizing, and um, this um, wardrobe where I'm going to put in the the wards and the robes and stuff.
1: I bet that was funnier in your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. This, are, the we lords live? Of the ropes.
2: are we Are we live? Are we live? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, we're doing this right now.
2: Am I on? Yeah.
0: What are you doing? Yeah. No, we're on. Um, T-Money, what are you working on? <laughs> I'm working on changing my name from T-Money.
1: <laughs>
0: Cause I don't like that name.
1: <laughs> what? All right.
0: <laughs> um you know it's funny it is that sort of time of year you know and and I know Phil you're also working on that as well the like the sort of sprinkling of the you know the, the light at the end of the tunnel and so I just like rebuilt my whole shop and I put a video up of that um kind of changing my workflow a little bit and uh, so you can go watch that if you're interested in that kind of stuff it's you know it's a little bit it's interesting the, the responses all these people really enjoy it and and I enjoy that kind of stuff too and and it's just kind of interesting that yeah, I was like, oh, I thought it's the only nerd that really cared about why someone put their table saw there instead of there. You know, but there's a whole bunch of people that do. Well, so, here, let me uh, let I, me
2: let me interrupt you and say yeah. that I did watch that and it was amazing. And I I went back and forth from being extremely jealous of just the amount of space that you have, and um and also just really enjoying seeing your thought process and why you put things in a certain way. The um everybody needs to watch that because your S design of your workbench is brilliant. It's really
1: yeah good. I thought that was
2: really cool yeah. Thanks
0: you know as I've I started working on it a little bit and I uh, there's some things that are annoying about it because then you, you do have to you end up going around the s to get to the other side sometimes and I still haven't really worked out all the kinks and and I do miss that width a little bit because I got so used to just pushing stuff to the middle you know and, and then working and then pulling it back and um, but I'm still getting used to it I do like that the, all the projects I'm working on right now I'm making a couple like crates for uh, a like trade show guy. And uh, and then I'm making these like wooden bowl things that I'll be making a video of, and so I'm doing all these. You know, I'm I'm spending a lot of time in the in the woodworking corner, of it, and it, it's kind of nice. It's like I almost feel like um like I'm in a, like a line cook or something. Like I have my little station, you know and. And I'm am still sort of setting it up and putting all my little things where I want them. It's so dorky, you know. Like, ooh, I'm like, well, if I put the if I put the Brad nailer right here, and then you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: So how how big is your shop? What's the square footage? Do you know,
0: uh, it's 35 by 20, so it's about 700 square feet. That space.
2: Um, what's yours? I mean, your
0: two-car garage is usually about five or six hundred, right?
2: Uh no, I have a small. It's like a 1950s ranch two car oh. garage, which means it's not tall at all. Because no no modern vehicle except for a Camry or a Honda will fit in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think it's like it's 12 by yeah, it's about 200 square feet. I think it's like 12 by 15 or
1: something like that. So. Oh, that's it. No, you it's tiny uh, yeah. I have a two car and mine is 20 by 20. So yeah, about 400 square feet.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I thought I thought a 20 by 30 was. Was um was a two car, but I guess you that was a
1: 25. Depends. Like I have almost like, cause you know the is the garage, cause there are two separate garage doors, mm. and you, usually on the outside of both doors, you'd have a couple of feet. For me, it's like right flush with the wall. So oh yeah, it's very it's actually it's very tight. But I, yeah. I was wondering, uh, you know, why do you have to go around your table? Why don't you just sort of hop over it like it's the hood of the General Lee?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I, you know and I I did and do uh that um especially you know with my old table that big table I used to hop over that thing all the time because it was always it was so wide and there was always a spot I could do that and um and you know advance would even get up and climb and run across
2: and stuff I, but I I uh, think I think <laughs> I've seen you in a couple of your videos actually work on top of your table I think uh, Matt Deres has done that as well Oh and yeah all the time them. Yeah, welding on top of it when you have something. See, that's another thing that I'm jealous of is the height. Because I have no height. I mean, my garage is about two inches taller than I am, and yeah. uh, it's just, wow. I mean, you know, I, got, I really have to go out in the driveway whenever I'm building a big project. So
0: Yeah, well, I, I only have eight feet. Uh, I don't have a – you know, I can reach up to, like, the rafters where I have my clamps and stuff. The, well, it's a little higher than eight feet because there's a the space between the rafters, but the rafters are eight, which is, like, the extent of my six-foot-two body's reach, you know.
2: Well, young young is he's got like a thousand
0: feet. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's yeah, he's uh, he's, uh, he's like parachuting down and stuff in yeah. there,
2: but <laughs> yeah. well, we, we, need to, we need to put him a uh, not a stripper pole, a fireman pole in there so he can no a stripper pole. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, fine. <laughs> that's nothing
1: wrong with that. <laughs> well, it's a new your, exercise. Your first gut instinct is usually
2: correct. Yeah.
0: All right, so how about you, Phil? What have you been working on?
1: Um, I have uh, three step stools that are uh, th- that I just primed. Uh, I put that on Instagram this weekend. Yeah, I have two. Uh, yeah, thanks. It's uh, I, I got it going to, to the point where I've made some jigs so that it auto aligns all the all the parts, and I can start cranking them out a little bit more. I guess that's what happens when you make a whole bunch of things. You you gain these efficiencies, and I started doing that with the whiskey boxes because I've got two that I have to get out this week, and uh, and we got to the point this this weekend where my wife and I were walking through the house and we saw there was like empty spaces where things could go and she started volunteering like oh why don't you make this and oh why don't you make that and I was like I could do that and I started you know getting even more excited about getting back in the shop because I'd be making things that are different than mm-hmm. the things I've been making all winter so it's uh, it's been fun and, and I know I've been talking about the reorg but I haven't had a chance to to do it yet I'm uh, I just haven't had time in the shop to do it all the time is devoted to cranking out these orders have you had a chance to do any periscopes? Uh, none. Somebody asked me about it actually, and and uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, but one of my, I think one of my, uh, one of my buddies on Facebook is like, are you doing any of these? And and I just, I haven't. Time's been really, really uh, short. Actually, my wife has been going back to work, and she's been working nights and stuff. Uh, not, she's been from home. She's been doing some work, so um, I've been with the kids and stuff. So. Uh, hard to get away. But I think as things sort of settle down, we'll get back into our routine where I can be selfish and get back into the shop all the time. So.
2: Uh, Izzy has been doing Periscopes lately, and I've joined in on a few, and, and that's fun. I've only ever popped in to yours like once or twice quickly yeah. and then popped out. Jimmy's the same thing, but I actually made it a point to hang out for a few minutes in like uh, Izzy's, and, and that was kind of fun. A little insight to what's going on and what, you know, it's just, that was kind of neat. It's like a, a little mini hangout type thing. How how do you I've never done it uh, so how
0: do you can you you see what Izzy's doing but does Izzy
2: see you he no. sees, sees you're your chatting with him so he can see what you say oh do you text yeah, yeah. so you're, you're texting and chatting with him but you get to see and hear him live and so, he can actually show you it's like well I'm working on this over here and he brings the phone or what the camera over here and shows you the tools he's using or the project he's working on what do you think about this and you can say well you're a big idiot and I would never build that and Whatever, he can respond to you.
0: Yeah, because that's what (laughs) what everybody says to Izzy's projects. Like, oh, that's dumb.
2: No, no, no. That was an example (laughs) of what I to say about Izzy Swan. Come on. (laughs) The guy that made that
0: push card thing is amazing. I know, right? That's cool. God.
2: You know what's funny, though, is you see him going, it's like 20 miles an hour down the street, and he's hes putting all of his strength into it. Yeah, he's trying to break
0: the thing. He's just wailing on
2: it. Yeah, but he did say, like, in, in the Periscope, actually, he's going to do a, a little bit more of a gear reduction on that to make it a little bit easier because he wants the kids to be able to play on it, too. Yeah. But it was like, the way the gary has got it now, man, it's like Izzy Swan cranking on this thing and he's going, like, in front of his house at least, you know, 50 miles an hour. That was yeah. cool. You know there's no brakes on it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Fred Flintstone, no baby. Fred yeah. Flintstone. <laughs>
0: That's, maybe the drill can power the brakes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: The air brakes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, there's a brake. Is that wall you're about to hit. <laughs> <laughs> and the brake is your bones. Um, so... Uh, this week's topic. Phil, are you sitting in a kid's chair?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're in the uh, Blues Clues chair or something.
1: Yeah, that's. Mail time. Is my son's name on it. No, it's not. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just like this little foam chair and covered in denim and it's super comfy. Normally, I'm leaning against the couch, but the couch keeps sliding backwards. So as as the talk continues, I'm like lying down on my back by the end. But this is uh, it's comfy. Why don't you sit on the couch? Because then I'm too so far away from
2: non-conformist. the conformist. That's why he's a nonconformist. non-conformist. Come on, Cookie Thomas. cutter
0: nonconformist, just like the
2: rest. The couch. <laughs> all the same. <laughs> couch. All you, all the
0: you same. nonconformists are all the same. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so what are we okay. non-formulating uh, about our topic this week? What's going on, you guys?
1: We. This was another. Um, this was another. This was a listener. Um, I think uh, topic, wasn't it? Anyways, what we're talking about this time is is actually probably pretty timely because as uh, spring approaches, it's going to be much easier to start keeping an eye out for these reclaimed materials and start looking at, for me anyways, like as the snow thaws and I'll be able to take a look and see what people are throwing out and, you know, see what's sort of lying on the road and that kind of stuff and that's what I can pick up. So what we're talking about is hoarding, essentially gathering materials and what we're going to discuss, I think, is what's the tipping point? When is, like, too much stuff, too much stuff? Right. So, Tim, that?
2: can you fill us in on uh, uh, where this idea came from?
0: Uh, yeah, hopefully I pronounced the name right, but uh, one of uh, not the show's patrons, but one of my personal patrons, uh, Timo Heider, he's in Germany, and um, he, we, we were uh, emailing a little bit, and um, he had kind of mentioned that idea about, like, well, when is it too much, and you know, and, you know, obviously space, we're talking about the sizes of our shops and stuff, and, you know, space being a commodity for a lot of fellas, um, well, not fellas, but fellas and ladies. Uh, you know, for me, space is actually an abundance because I have that crazy large loft that I can put stuff in, um, and that's a little frightening for a guy like me, you know, and, uh, and so I was like, oh, yeah, hoarding is a really good topic because that's a problem that I think a lot of people that work with replay materials will will encounter at some point in time. Um, so I know like, well, you know, Bill, I know you gave a little video tour of your backyard. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pushing Sanford and Sons back there.
2: (laughs) And I'll be honest with you. I got, I got a little bit excited and I, there was just a lot of stuff that's available, but here's what kind of happens for me, especially not having the room that you do, Tim, um, is you can kind of take a little bit of an inventory about what is readily available and what is not. Because now I have I have a good collection of stuff, some reclaimed materials, some upcyclable materials, and pallets. I do not need to store. I just don't. I can get pallets whenever I want them. So that's something I'm going to as I reorganize and clean my garage and the side of the house. Um, that I'm going to make note of that I don't need to have pallets. Unless I'm actually using them for a specific project, uh, same thing I've discovered with bed frames. I can find because I use bed frames for the angle iron. You
0: know yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and and I, you know, I I will stack these things and then whenever I see them, but I realize I see them all the time. I just do. So there's another item that I'm not going to store anymore. I'm going to just make it a point. Hey, I need some angle iron. I'll run around and look for some bed frames. Again, it's not too hard to find. So that would be another thing. Um, and, and then just a lot of the things that I do find, like uh, I picked up some um, um, iron railing type fence that was bent a little bit, but it's got a lot of square tubing, in, you know, mm. the slats are square tubing. So instead of just grabbing this whole thing and putting it at the house and, and having it take up a lot of space, organization is going to help me um, become, I, I want to make it official, I am a hoarder, <laughs> but get it down to where I am. I have a stockpile, a, an organized stockpile of materials, so like that. Iron rail fencing. I can cut all those out and actually make myself some stock. You know, um, you know the four-foot sections, and then be able to stack them as opposed to this big bent mangled piece of you know fence that's taking up lots and lots of room. So yeah, I think organization and then just looking at what you can find normally, readily available. Bicycles for me is another one. Uh, Benton, I, I have access to a, uh, uh, I guess you would call it a transfer station uh, from the city where I work, and to the contracted dumps or landfill or whatever. Mm. So I have access to that, and there's bikes there. Every time I go there, and I have Isn't to… Isn't it sick how many
0: bikes get thrown away?
2: I know, and but, you know, I've got half a dozen bikes or parts at my house, and I'm like, mm. I don't need to keep all these here. This is re-. It was exciting at first because, you know, I, there was a few things that I made with them. I was like, yes, I have them right here, but it's like now they're just taking up space.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I so know. I just, I've got… I've got bikes. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I, if you don't have the room, I think when it you know that tipping point of what, for me when it becomes hoarding as opposed to having a little stockpile or or just gathering some materials is when you're having to again it's it's flowed out from my garage to around all sides of my house and I'm I'm having to be very creative on how to keep the front of my house not looking like you said Sanford inside. <laughs> I'm at that tipping point now. Spring is coming. I, I'm going to organize. I'm going to clean. I'm going to um, uh, minimize a lot of what I have because I know I can go out and find it anyway. What about you, Phil? Do you have a <laughs> problem of keeping too much crap in your
1: possession? I uh, surprisingly I do actually. Uh, really? <laughs> actually, I don't. Know, I don't know if that's surprising necessarily. But um, yeah, I have a ton of stuff. The thing is, I got really excited by a whole haul of. Uh, of pallets, and uh, most of it was crap. Some of it was great, but most of it was crap. And then I felt bad. I was like, oh, maybe I could use it. But then, some of it was like rotting, and there was a ton of nails in it, and it's just really not worth it. So uh, unfortunately, I think I just time delayed it from the. Uh, I basically PVR'd this stuff from going to the the dump because it's going to have to go there now. Uh, there's just nothing to do with this stuff, and I wish I had like a working fireplace. I would burn it. I feel like it's a better solution for it. But uh, that, that's got to go. So, Fire pit in the backyard. I don't think my city allows that. Uh. I think there's a bylaw against open flame and that kind of stuff. But... Uh, it, regardless, it's gotta go. Someone else can burn that. I don't care. You're gonna but, bring uh, me.
0: I'll, I'll burn it. I use it for no, a sure, Heat. Sure. Yeah.
1: Six-hour drive. No worries. I'll be right there. Yeah,
0: it's probably more like eight-hour drive, but that's all right.
2: Okay. I'm not first driving. of all, I just want in case you guys don't realize that an eight-hour drive to hang out with either one of you would be so amazing to me. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, it's, it's a
0: shame. It's a shame <laughs> you live all the way over there. Well, oh, it's too yeah, bad. So anyways, <laughs> Phil, you want us to do
2: lunch tomorrow, Phil? You go. Oh, you got it, man. I'll just <laughs> leave cool.
1: now. Yeah, right. I'll see
2: you tomorrow. <laughs> Bastards! <laughs> no, Casey has said so many times she she can't wait until we can either afford to get out your way or something will happen an event or something to where she wants to meet you both. She is so happy with uh, my new friends that I talk with uh, once a week that it's, it's an exciting proposition. So. Yeah,
0: she, gets, she gets an hour break, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's happy.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, she has no idea the abuse I put up with, you know, but that's okay. <laughs> you haven't realized
1: that there's a padlock on the door behind you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should definitely use some kind of a meetup. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Yeah, or something yeah or something we'll have to or something. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, what I wanted to point out was something really cool that you said, Bill, and it didn't... Ever occurred to me, but that was a brilliant little tip. Uh, angle iron from bed frames. I don't know if everyone realizes that that's such a readily available source of angle, but that's really smart. I never thought of that, and I don't weld, but there's no reason why I can't like uh, tap it, like drill it and tap it and use it with bolts and stuff. So absolutely, hmm. I definitely have to check that out.
2: Even if you don't find it, uh, any thrift store will usually have them for like two bucks. You know, I mean, or at least, uh, in my area. Because you know there's a lot of thrift stores, but you can go there. They have them in the back, stacked up, and if they're not bent, but they're they're fairly inexpensive, much cheaper than it would be to buy stuff from either the metal
1: supply or you know the big box stores. That's brilliant. I'm definitely going to do that.
2: Yeah, you know I never
0: find them. I'm surprised. I see mattresses all the time, but uh, I never actually really find them too often. And I think I got one once, you know. But um, yeah, but they I've seen a lot of guys use them, and they are excellent. And they're the nice wide angle too. Um, which is nice, you know, and and sometimes you get lucky. You get those little wheels that come in handy too.
2: Yeah, I've got I've got quite a few of the wheels. I've used the mm-hmm. uh, the bed leg, the frame legs, actually on my kitty condo build was mm-hmm. the links for that as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's fun. It's 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 a it's a good readily available source. Yeah,
1: really smart. It's good stuff. So so how do you guys think we you know mentally going forward? You start doing this sort of like evaluation on. You know, is this good enough to bring in? Maybe this should stay on the street. Where, where? How is that calculus done?
0: You know, I, th- I think it comes from practice. Um, like, I have things that I picked up that I was so excited to pick up. I was like, this is going to be awesome. I love this thing. And now, four years later, it's still sitting in my space, and I haven't mm-hmm. done anything with it. And there's just, like, there's no viable use for it. So I know, like, next time I see one of these things that I fall in love with, it's like, well... You know, now, so, you know, Bill raised a really good point about turning this stuff into stock. And there's, in some instances, I agree with that, that, you know, if you get something that's a bunch of metal, turn it into stock, takes a little space, and you, you know, to go and get it, so it's like a store of reclaimed goods. And I like that, and I mm-hmm. try to do that when I can. But then there's things that I find where there's something about the shape of it, you know, that I like. And so now it's like, well, now I can't cut this down into stock, because it's, I want to I want to show what it used to be, you know. I want to show like the the fact that it was a shopping cart and not just a bunch of you know steel, you know, rods or whatever, you know, or and, and stuff like that. So then you end up, and that's where it gets like to be messy, for storing this stuff, and and, and it that's, starts that, like a dump. You
2: know? That's a great point because I had uh, if I was going to have uh, had the time to get into the Keith Decent's um, challenge, what I was going to make, and I might as well say it because I didn't. Get there. Maybe I'll still do it. Um, mm-hmm. If you, you guys seen a big enough air compressor to where over the pulley in the motor, there's a, a like a metal cage over the belt, and it's mm-hmm. shaped kind of like a I don't know, like an oblong. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. it's
2: kind of like the cage that protects your fingers from getting in the belt in the, on the two pulleys. One yeah, on a your...
0: uh, on a three okay. phase or whatever. Yeah,
2: I found that. I found that cage that was just like you know next to a dumpster, and I'm looking at it. And the, the, I saw two things when I saw that. I saw a praying mantis head, and I saw an alien face. Mm. And so that's – I have this thing, and it's about oh, two feet. And I was going to make either a praying mantis or an alien out of this thing because of the, the shape, you know, like either an alien head or I was going to split it in half and have it look like the jaws of the praying mantis. How and, about an alien praying mantis? Could you do that? Ooh. <laughs> but anyway, my point was is that <laughs> when I had this idea – when I had this idea, it was five years ago when I found it and I brought it home, and I was like, "That's what that looks like. I'm going to make garden art with that." And it's still sitting in my garage. And even till now, the Keith Deason challenge came up very recently, and I still haven't used that thing. And it's awkward. There's no way to really put it anywhere. It's kind of propped up behind some other mm-hmm. shapely things. Uh, so, yeah, Tim, there's stuff that you can't make stock out of, but you like the shape of it. I, I For me, from now on, what I'm going to do is make a commitment to myself. If I bring something like that home, within a week, it has to be something. Oh,
1: I, I couldn't That's do that. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean I, –
2: for you, it'd be hard. For me, not so much because I don't really have that. I'm not supporting myself on that. So if I, if I commit to it, it's like I'm going to make something out of this.
0: Well, you know, yeah, the the stuff that I hoard though is like the stuff that I don't make a living off of. You know what I mean? That's like the stuff <laughs> that, I, that I do for fun because nobody nobody wants a giant praying mantis, you know, compressor head in their yard. Well,
2: wait, so wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Man. I don't know that. You don't know that.
0: No, no, you, no, you're right. I'm wrong. There are two people. <laughs> there's no, listen. Th- seriously, there's there's two people. There's you, and then there's a the person that eventually buys it. The problem is, in a planet with seven billion people, finding that other person is challenging sometimes. You know, I've made stuff that I've sat on for years, and I'm like, this is never going to sell. I'm going to throw it away, and then, boom, someone's like, oh my god, I love this. I like, can't, yeah, and they pay full price. You know, It's just like this weird thing when you make these one-off type of pieces. And so that's, that's what makes it hard to not hoard is like, you know, it's like, Oh man, I have this, I have this thing. Like I had, I've been talking about these stupid satellite dishes. For, <laughs> man, this is like my, my, you know, my great white whale. These satellites, I have two of them in my shop and, uh, and, and I need two more to do my stupid project that I wanted to. <laughs> and that one of them is completely assembled and I don't want to start disassembling it because I, I want it all to be on video, you know? And so I'm tripping over these, these satellite dishes They're just like, they're giant albatrosses around my neck, you know? And, um, but but that's the pro. I I know I'm gonna make this someday. And I, I might Vance might be in college when I get to it. But I'm gonna make them someday. <laughs> you know. So and how again, many years do I have to trip over this satellite dish?
2: Well, again, it comes down to room too. You you have a decent amount of room, like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, but then but then, if, I, if I put it in the loft,
0: then it's like you know out of sight, out of out mind. Out of mind, yeah. 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 And that's what that whole loft. I mean, like the loft. I have I have some lumber I store up there because I just recently some lumber from my place closing down, you know, and that was great. Like that's like, okay, this is Barnwood eighteen hundreds, Connecticut. This is gonna sell. This is stuff I can always use. I'm gonna mm-hmm. put this up there. But then I also grabbed the eye sink. You know, what am I gonna do with the friggin' eye sink? Like that's like that's just for me. That's
2: an art piece.
0: I can it's already an art I
2: have piece. a couple of, I have I have access to some old eye wash sinks, so I get that and I'm I'm not bringing them home. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm
0: just tripping over it right now. I'm hoarding it, and, you know. But, uh, so you know, so, I mean, if that's the topic, you know, like I can definitely not preach to how to not hoard.
1: Um, I figured but, it out. I think I figured out the solution here. What's that? I think, for me anyway, like, it can only make the solution personal. My question to myself before I pick up anything is, would I pay money for this? And if the answer is no, then it's going to stay on wherever it is.
2: Oh wow, that's that's a tough one for me to agree to there. It's no beautiful. matter what that
1: dollar amount is, though. I
2: yeah, no, no,
0: that's 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 a, that's a really good point. But that's I don't know. But but the mission, like the mission statement of my business, is to make worthless things priceless. So it, it's like that's kind of the goal.
1: No, but the point is, is you know something's worth something, you know, or if you know it's crap, like, for example, if I see a palette, and I know it's a horrible palette, there's no point in taking it, because I know there's no value to it as far as actually making it workable. It would take too much time and effort to make it workable. One of my earliest videos is called One Palette, and
0: uh, and I picked up a oh, crappy shit. palette, and and, and you, you I guess, so I start with this really bad palette, and I make this little like Ottoman type thing out of it, like a little with storage. And um and it's it's I mean I've got you know, it's whatever, it's ugly. Um, but it's kinda cool in its own way, and i sold it. Not for a lot, but it's like a hundred bucks, but I sold it.
2: Yeah. Well I you know I well, mean like I, I said it's I, personal I to
1: me. You guys do whatever you want. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna tell you that you're wrong. Oh, uh, okay I back long, I just i, so I you think... go ahead and continue to tell me I'm wrong.
2: <laughs> you know, I don't think you're wrong. I think actually now that I think about it, you are right because I may not pay money for something, but I can look at something and see if it has value that maybe nobody else would. Yeah, well that's, a, that's yeah, value the value to you, you, value see, to me,
1: value to Tim. It's individual. Yeah, so yeah
0: if you see potential for value in it. And but that's the problem is sometimes you, like I've made things that I see potential for value in and then nobody else does. Or well, well one other person does not I haven't found it yet.
2: We have to elaborate on that. Would I pay money for it? It's like hmm. If I have a commission piece or an idea that I want to make, and I find a crappy old palette, but I know that I was looking for a crappy old palette, then yes, I may pay money for that if if I had to go to the crappy old palette store. But if I have, <laughs> <laughs> but if I have nothing that I would actually use it for or don't have an idea about it, then yes, I may not want to pay anything for it because it's just a crappy old palette. But if I was in need of something that had... You know, either the spalting was cool on or just, I'm just saying, whatever that item may be, if I can think of something to use it for at all, or if I know that I have something upcoming that I'm going to use it for, and I'm out specifically hunting for it, it may be garbage to anybody else in the world, but I would be willing to pay five bucks or ten bucks for it because I know it's either going to become a part of what I'm trying to commission or a, a, an art piece that I'm trying to make. So, yeah, Bill, you're right.
1: Okay. Well, that's the exact point I was I was I was making. Is that if there's if there's value to you, then take it. And if it's not, i.e., if it's some kind of future, maybe like mm, I guess I could use that. Yeah. Okay, I see that. And then you end up bringing it into your garage or your shop or whatever, and it's there for years and years and years. and all yeah. it's doing insulating. It.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I have a bureau or two in my shop right now that are like that. It's just like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, I'll use it for storage. And it's the crappiest storage ever. I would have been better building something out of pallets, you know. And, right. And you know, it's like the same kind of thing. Oh, I can, at the very least, I can use it for storage in my shop, you know. Yeah, you're right. See, you're right.
2: That's why I, <clears throat> I was saying for me. If it's something like that, then I'm giving myself a week to do something with it. You know? It's and just that's
1: exciting. a fair, you know, valuation.
2: Yeah, it's like, this is so cool. I don't want to pass this up. I love this mangled piece of green (laughs) plant stock holder upper tomato vine thing. I'm taking it home, and then I have one week to do something with it.
1: The clock starts ticking
2: now.
0: (laughs) I'm imagining some random person watching me as I like unload like the firewood off my truck or something. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like firewood, firewood. <clears throat> and I stop at one one piece that looks just like every other piece. And I'm like, I better put this one over here. You know? I could just imagine like what people think, you know, I'm like I'm at the dump and I'm like dumping my you know my I'm like, well, oh, how'd this milk jug get in there? And pull that out. <laughs> so I would just get locked up. I, if someone was following me around the camera they'd probably
1: just lock me up. <laughs> The same person is probably watching you leave your garbage and pick up the same amount of somebody else's.
2: <laughs> that happens to me seriously all the time. In uh, when I, Whenever I do just like a quick cleaning of my garage, I pull out everything, like all my tools and stuff that are on wheels, I pull everything out, and also some smaller items. I, well, I guess I didn't realize it, but when you're driving down, because I live on kind of like a cornered cul-de-sac, so when you're coming up the street and you see my driveway with all the stuff, everybody stops by and gets out and starts looking at it like they think it's a garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> I Have to run out and tell them uh, no no no
1: no no.
0: You need some caution tape or something, you know. Yeah.
1: You need a sign yeah. that says "Not for sale." <laughs>
2: yeah, not for sale. Oh, but that you know, there's some people that are professional garage sale buyers, and they'll say everything's got a price, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Stop they're also the, me.
0: they're also the kind of people that would enjoy this podcast. We need to start marketing to them. Oh, that's like, true. Oh, Give bargain hunters. Card. Yeah, bargain hunters.
2: Oh yeah, we can give like a discount. We should get a sponsor so we can give people like a ten percent discount on your next five garage sales if you listen to Reclaimed Audio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: maybe we could get endorsements from like Craigslist. every every local community's like flea market. We could sit and list them. Saturday's flea market, and you know, <laughs> and list the town, and you know, seven a.m. get their early bird specials. You know, <laughs> how can we hook
2: up with farmers markets? Yeah, uh, think well, I, 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 nature people are there are farmers.
1: People think you to buy them dinner.
2: No, but yeah, but then you'd have to make it cuz I'm pretty sure every one of them's either vegetarian or vegan.
0: Yeah, yeah, most of them, yeah.
2: Yeah. Except yeah. for the
0: meat far- the meat farmer's probably not, but
2: Casey had yeah, Casey has a uh, farmers market right outside the salon every Thursday. It's kind of cool. They shut down like three blocks around her salon. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she gets to stock up on all the good stuff and and, uh, and she doesn't have to worry about asking me if I want to go to a farmers market cuz my is usually no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think anybody
0: wants to, but it is a great place to get vegetables, man.
2: It certainly is. I mean, I don't want to go to the supermarket either, you know? Yeah. But but you realize, Tim, that's not food. That's what the food eats. What, the supermarket is? No, the (laughs) 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 vegetable.
1: Actually, I picked up some beeswax at a farmer's market one time, and I still have uh, like a pound of it to use as finish. So that was one good thing about going to a farmer's market.
0: You're hoarding that, huh? Yeah, I beeswax.
1: used some of it. A li- I made some finish out of it using mineral spirits and beeswax, and yeah. the rest of it is is yes, sitting there because I haven't used it all. Yeah, was, I only have was... the one little chopping board. So. Yeah.
0: Hey, you know, I actually I had I had a, um, I had a couple things I wanted to say about hoarding, and I I made two notes or two words, and the it's words are, the words are Toyota installing. And so I don't know if I'm talking about a, a bad carburetor. Or, um, no, <laughs> that's actually what I wrote. But uh, I wanted to mention, uh, as Bill was talking about, like he has these sources that are uh, readily available. Like he doesn't have to stock up on pallets. I think it was Toyota that that was like the, the sort of the model of their factory system. Of uh, they didn't like, whereas the American Motors and all these companies were buying their parts in bulk and having them manufactured all over the world, and they bring them to this warehouse and put them there, and then when they, the assembly line would happen, they'd go to the warehouse, they finally bring it down. Uh, it might have been BMW. I'm pretty sure it was Toyota that they developed that system. It was like, well, no, we don't want to. Why pay to store these things? Have them show up the minute you need them. And they developed this network of, of like, you know, so it's like when it was the day to install the carburetors, you know, it was like the carburetor truck showed up. Uh, and obviously there's things that can go wrong with that because, um, you know, if the truck is late, it delays you. But uh, um, So that was the one thing I was thinking about. Was was a very good point, and, uh, and I do try to work that way, and that was why I just recently hoarded a bunch of wood because the place, my... What was the word again? Keretsu. Keretsu, like the, the place I would go to that I knew always had what I needed when I needed it is gone, so I had to hoard, you know? But, and then the other thing was, uh, and you kind of touched on this, um, the, the place that, uh, that I used to always shop at that is now gone Uh, One of the women that worked there, she kind of said this very well and Phil kind of touched on it too, but like, well, she said that the store, the reason it was closing is like, well, we're not actually really saving stuff from the dump. We're just prolonging its journey, you know, and that's what I don't want to be in the journey of stuff. I don't want to just prolong it. I don't want to stick my family like after I die with all my crap that I hoarded and collected and never actually made anything with. Like I want to, you know, keep it moving down the chain. Um, so that's like a, that's like a really big thing for me is, and I get upset with myself when I start walking around, I'm like, this is still here. But then there's a part of me that's like, well, what am I going to do? Recycle it or throw it away? I don't want to do that either. And that's upsetting to me. And it's like this like inner struggle, you know? And it's, I don't think I'm like, I mean, I know I'm not a hoarder because I'm like way too OCD to be a hoarder. Like you just saw my shop tour video. That's the way I think, you know, but, but I'm also like, I'm frugal and I don't want to throw anything away. You know, and it is really like a struggle. It's like you could almost see the little cartoon angels and devils on my shoulders sometimes, like debating whether I should just chuck it, you know, or um, if there's really – if there's something I can make from it. And I can make something from anything. I throw that challenge out there. I can make something from – almost. I'll throw the word almost in. I can make something from almost anything, but the question is, is anybody else going to want it, you know?
1: Yeah. So, um, so maybe, some of the, maybe it could just be art then, you know, one of those awareness pieces
0: yeah you know i just went to the trash museum and um in, I saw that. in hartford connecticut my my uh my son's little homeschool group there went and so i was like i'm going to that and i'm just sitting that one out and uh and basically it's just a it's a single stream recycling plant and they set up a building like where they had some art and stuff made out of you know discarded materials and a little crafting area for the kids but it was really cool it was it was really cool to see and um and yeah it was a lot of art in there and stuff uh it's you know for someone who's in the in the business I guess you could say I'm making quotes um, like myself uh, you know and I and I understand and know how much stuff goes into the waste stream and into the recycling stream and in uh, this to sit there and like look out the window at just dump truck after dump truck of stuff you know and just this one like we're the third smallest state and this and this facility only services like like 20 of the 160 towns in the state. It was just like depressing. Man. I feel like we need to work a lot harder. Like all of us, you know, but that's on a just, lighter I note,
2: I don't disagree with that. <laughs> but yeah.
0: And that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to do more like outreach type stuff and like, and do this podcast and, and making this like Tim's way sort of thing is like, like it's, it's really, yeah, we're at that tipping point, man. Slumdog Millionaire, where you look out the piles of trash. I mean, that's going to be us pretty soon. Like, it's just really bad. <laughs>
2: So are we as a nation uh, hoarders?
0: I think, no, I think we as a nation are discarders. Discarders. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we, like, revel in throwing things away. I, I really, I, I mean, not, like, consciously, but uh, it, just the way, even like the way we package things. Like, you know, in Europe, if you buy cereal, it's in a bag. In America, it's in a bag that's in a box. <laughs>
1: There's that's in a bag th- that you used to bring it home in. Right,
0: there's two things you gotta throw away, and it's like that. I mean, and it, you know, I don't know a lot about other countries, but I know like you know, like in um in Mexico, if you want to get a, a a soda pop, you know, from a fountain, they put it in a ziploc bag, you know, with a straw, which is like way less material than like a the paper cup with the plastic lid in the straw. You know what I mean? There's like all these little things like that. Uh, I think Americans like are just like the best. And I'm I'm sure I'm going to piss someone off, but we're just the best at wasting stuff. We are the absolute best.
2: And um, hey, America, number one. <laughs> but but isn't it funny that we might be the best at we are the best at wasting things, but nobody really says anything about that. But you get a few people that become hoarders, and it, they get their own TV show. Yeah, right,
0: <laughs> right. You know, and it's like, and oh, and they're mentally ill because they want to save all this stuff. Right. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe wow. the what's the saying I don't know
2: <laughs> I don't know maybe what I'm saying right now is I don't need to clean up my house in my shop and screw you guys I mean not you guys <laughs> oh man this this episode just took a turn
1: well, that's where they lost it
0: yeah yeah. this will be the mark the mark the point in history you know we started this thing with like oh yeah hoarding's bad to like oh we gotta save all this crap yeah <laughs>
2: So yeah, I, I think a tipping point for pretty much in general when, when it becomes hoarding is is when there's no use for it. You know, I mean, basically mm-hmm. that's what it's going to come down to. If you if, if, if you're if it's taking up too much space and you're not utilizing it, it's probably at that point where it can be gotten rid of. Yeah, responsible. There's no, responsible there's
0: no viable. Yeah, there's no viable use for it. You know, right. and, uh, and then get rid of it, but hopefully get rid of it in a recycling manner or a compost manner or something. I mean, there's… Responsibly, right. Yeah, and I was thinking about, like, maybe trying to do a video of that. Or, like, just, like, stealing one of my neighbor's bags of trash and dumping it out and sorting it and show how much stuff could be recycled. Because I know it's just, you know, I was, like, like I thought that might be a fun video. Is, is anybody in?
2: I'm, I'm smiling, and Phil is looking like, What? <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say.
1: I think that's gonna be a great video, but I think you should also mention the neighbor's name and shame him into doing a better job next time.
0: Oh, yeah, that fun. sounds. Like, I think that'll go over pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah. The U.S. is not a litigious <laughs> country, correct? No, no. no, no, not, no not not at all. We don't even have lawyers. No, no. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what? Just to make it easier on yourself, um, just set a time limit. Maybe not one as severe as uh, as bills, but. You know, If you pick something up and you haven't used it in six months, a year, whatever, okay, out it goes. Okay, just here. be hard and strict about that.
0: Here, I have in my possession, and anybody, you can email me at Tim at com if you're interested in me making something for you out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but I have in my possession, I have a seven-foot section of the roof of a 1947 Beechcraft Bonanza. Wow. Right? It's wow. A, it's, it's seven feet long. You know, because you know, cause you're, you work at an airport. Um, yeah. And so it's about four feet wide, um, and it's just the hull. It's like over where the passengers were sat. You know, I got it from the TV show. Um, I have other parts from the, from the okay.
2: place, too. I already know what that should be.
0: I've, well, I know what it should
2: be. I just no, need some this little Izzy has been talking about wanting to build a boat, a drill-powered, submersible vehicle that you can drive into the water. If you flip that thing upside down,
0: Oh, it's, it's absolutely a boat. I mean, well, uh, yeah. No, Maybe see, see if Izzy wants work.
2: it. Is what I'm saying. See if Izzy wants it. Izzy, is is he, he, Lyndon Johnson? You, if you're listening, Tim's is got Izzy, you he he want to buy a boat? <laughs> Cheap. Um,
0: I, I wanted to... This is the, the plan that my, my partner and I had on the TV show that we never got to do, um, was to make it into a, a bookcase. But the idea would be that um, the the you know because it was aluminum, so you could polish it all up and stuff. So the the hull, the roof of the plane would be facing out, and the books would be behind it, and you would access it through the side where the windows are. So you would be like if you walked into the room, you'd be looking at the roof of a plane against the wall, uh, and then there you'd reach through the windows on the side to have shelves, and so there'd be storage in the middle is hidden, and on the side maybe have like a plan hanging out or something, you know. Some and I, I had some backlighting like ideas for it and stuff, but we just we ran out of time, and I was able to save it. Um, I probably that's shouldn't that, be saying that's this publicly. That's
2: that cross between um, art and uh, functionality. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's it's definitely exactly going to be art. a specific piece that somebody wants to collect.
0: And it's an expensive piece. It's a lot of work. And this, and I have some other ideas I've had because I've had it now for over a year. And so I have some other ideas for it, um, you know, that, I've, that every time I go up in the loft and I look at it and I think about like, who and, I've, and I've, I've pitched the idea to a few people, but I haven't found the right customer yet. Um, But you're going to tell me to throw that away?
1: No, I'm going to tell you to do the amphibious car thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, finally
0: someone's giving me permission to make an amphibious car. (laughs) No, 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 that's
1: Lyndon B. Johnson's Izzy Swan mobile. (laughs) All right, Izzy, come get it. (laughs) Okay. He's probably already in the car, and it's powered by a Bosch bulldog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So good, i got a few days to change my mind.
1: (laughs) Okay, perfect. Okay, I don't want to beat this one to death. I think we've made our point as far as what's good, what's bad, and, and how to address hoarding. Um, let's move forward with what we're watching. Uh, Tim, who are you watching this week? Uh, I am watching,
0: I wanted to mention, uh, Dmitry Lutsenko, and I hope I didn't butcher your name. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I think is really cool about YouTube um, and the Internet is... Uh, that, like, for instance, today's topic came from, from Timo, who is in Germany, and he listens to our podcast. And uh, you know, and you're in Canada, and Bill is in you know, the left coast, and I'm on the right coast. And um, and Dmitri, I believe, is in Russia um, because his channel is in you know he has things in English and then in, in a you know language that looks like Russian. Some of the letters, and I'm not an expert, but um, he's he he to th- his latest video he made this beautiful picture frame and I learned stuff in it. Um, he's got these corners. I, I mean, it's like I never would have thought of any of this stuff. Like, I just never would have thought of it. But what I love about the Internet and YouTube is that Dimitri watches my videos. I watch Dimitri's videos. He lives a world and a half away, um, and, and, like, there's the, the world has this attitude about, you know, there's always this enemy somewhere, like, because Russia used to be our enemy, you know, or whatever, and this and that. And there's always this thing, and so we we get sort of put into our heads and our brains and our minds that all these other people out in the world are different than us. And then I go onto YouTube and I watch Dimitri make something in a shop with tools just like me. He's not any different than me. You know what I mean? And I, just, and I love the, the international community that we're building. Um, that it's not the politicians that are building it; it's us that's building it, and I just think that's really cool and special. And so I love that I can say, "Oh, my friend Dmitri in Russia, whom I've never really met, but I learned from and watched and experienced life with, made this beautiful picture frame." And I would like for all these other people internationally to watch Dmitri do
1: that. You're here. It's an amazing thing, the internet, that it's mm. that it's organically bringing the whole world together uh, based yeah. on interest you know yeah. lines are being redrawn not based on political affiliation or nation and or whatever flags, but whatever, really, yeah yeah who we are as people what interests us that those are the new countries
2: yeah yeah it's yeah, awesome for us, <laughs> for us it just happens to be the the maker movement but there's so much
0: more that's doing the same thing yeah that's just our tiny corner there's all these yeah. other corners of the other other people's interests in this stuff happening you know it's it? just amazing and uh, and for I'm for sure just, i'm just I, i'm so excited to be a part of it
1: I mean, Amen. take a look at, and uh, like, any one of a million Reddit subreddits, like, yeah. all these based on TV shows, based on interests, based on anything, and you've got all of these people that comment, you know, fervently, and are friends and, you know, acquaintances and <clears throat> based on nothing other than, you know, the mind, so it's a, it's an amazing time.
0: Well, just even just the relationship that I've developed with you two in the course of you know making this podcast and and everything, you know, again three guys that have never met, just that blows my mind. And then there's like all the and it, and it just sort of started hitting me, you know, of how big this actually is. Um, I really, I you know, like I really, I dig the hive mind, man. I just think that it's you know, like um, there's the God, we're so off topic. I'm such a dork. I'm sorry, but I just spent a bunch of time in the car with Donnie, my good friend. He's like a science, like like podcast, like like just consumer. And um, we we were talking about this stuff. You know um, you know when you when you do uh, this is a, a TED talk I saw when you do the um, you have type in a security code on a web page and it's like a picture of a word. Captcha. Captcha. The guy that founded that. You know what you're actually doing when you do that you're actually taking books from paper and putting them yeah. in text. You're, you know, you're, you're doing, it's like this crowdsourcing. It's just freaking amazing. And this guy's he's actually working on translating the Internet now, which is why so much of the Internet is translated. So you're like, not only are we like hive-minding our ideas and sharing them and doing them, we're actually like crowdsourcing work, like, like this work that is making the world a better place. It's so amazing and awesome. And then there's like the protein
1: game. They were trying to fold proteins. Um, did you ever hear about that one, Phil? Yeah, basically you're donating uh, computer cycles, so you'd install this tiny piece of software on your computer, and then when you're not using it, it would be able to be used as a as a processor for a larger... It'd be part of a virtual cluster.
0: R- yeah, I mean, that's just, like, amazing. And then, and then there's the fact that that's the stuff that's happening beneath us, and then there's the stuff that's happening on the surface. Like, I, I know that sometimes it looks like we're living in this, like, sort of pessimistic time, but it's so awesome. Like, I mean, the the rate of growth for everything. Like, they just they just you know discovered gravity waves.
1: Yeah, <laughs> i tried that. That's insane. You know,
0: Einstein Einstein came up with that stuff like 80 years ago, and was like, "Oh, that sounds cool." And
1: now we're like, "Yep, here they are." You 220 know, 220 million light years away.
0: Yeah, and that stuff is happening like like daily now because of the exponential growth of this technology and of all these minds working together and guys like Dimitri watching my video and me watching Dimitri's video.
2: It's like, yeah, we're all connected. It's so cool. So I, I watch all these maker I mean I listen to Maker podcasts and then the other podcast I listen to that I'm just I can't recommend enough to anybody because it makes the, the, the blue collar guy like me understand it is Astronomy Cast. Astronomy oh, awesome. Cast with, with Dr. Pamela Gay and uh, Fraser Kane, I believe his name. And they've been around for 10 years. There's hundreds and hundreds of episodes, and they explain everything, and it's awesome. Astronomy Cast, listen to that as a podcast. It's for on oh, cool. 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 science.
1: I'll check <clears throat> that out. Yeah, baby. Bill, who are you listening to, or who are you watching?
2: Um, um you know, I wanted to to do a couple shout outs real quick too, if we if we could. Uh, I was on Maritime this weekend and it blows me away every time I get to be on a panel on the Maritime Maker show, um, how similar they are to us and that is um, doing these little shout outs to everybody and trying to you know, there's there's the izzies and the Jimmies of the world, but there's the rest of us and it's up to the rest of us to to support each other and whatnot. So I love the Maritime show. Jason McGinn, Matt Brander Uh, Chris Cute, we love you guys. Um, And speaking of Chris Cute, who gave us a huge shout-out, did an amazing video. Um, I I don't know about you guys, but I think I might have the biggest man crush in the world on Chris Cute. (laughs) He's a a good good dude, dude. that's for sure. Good Chris is awesome. He just is. And and Chris, if you're listening, we love you, man. That was a great video. Watch Chris's video about uh, what you can do with stuff in your garage instead of throwing it away. You know, and I don't know and, where he gets these ideas, but I'm just saying.
0: It, it was funny, too, because he was saying how much he hates MDF through that whole video. I, I, went
2: store,
0: I went to the store, and I bought four sheets of MDF, and I was just thinking about Chris the whole time. I'm like, I kind of hate this stuff, too, but it does make a good workbench. That is the one thing MDF is pretty good at.
2: See, and, and now, I was thinking... Um, If there was some way that you can make a viable cutting board out of MDF, that would be Chris's, like, (laughs) going (laughs) to heaven. A
0: million-dollar idea. He's in business.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever the
0: process is, make sure it's difficult.
2: (laughs) Yes. And and they're for free. He'll do this for free.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
2: All right. Uh, And then one more quick shout-out, Trust in Timber. Um, Did you guys get to see that he went and visited uh, Jimmy's shop?
1: Yeah, that's cool. And but do you uh, know who
2: Shopee
0: visited first? You know, well,
2: Tristan went over to see Jimmy. Also, before that, he went and saw Tim and Vance, and um, I'm really digging this guy. He is an amazing young person with a lot of heart and a lot of uh, support and a lot of knowledge, and I'm certainly glad he is taking the time to share with us his stuff.
0: You know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I meant to mention Trustin and, and, and little Miss Timber at the uh, beginning of the show. They came and hung out with me for like half a day. And we went out to dinner with my wife and stuff and Vance and and uh, you know just like awesome people. Um, super cool time. Trustin's actually a bit of a, a a magician as well, and he's doing magic tricks for Vance in this like little restaurant downtown and stuff. It was so cool. Uh, super super sweet people. We had a great time. And, and um, Trustin has this idea. Uh, for another build challenge um, that he's going to be launching, which is why one of the reasons he came to the shop, and uh, it's going to be the Maker Game Challenge, and uh, and he wanted Vance to help him, not me. I'm just I just happen to have the heat on, you know, and the lights on, but he wanted Vance to help him launch this uh, this thing. So there's going to be a video coming from from uh, Trustin's visit, and uh, and it'll be pretty cool. Nice. Now, oh, and and Bill, you might actually need to watch it because your name might get called out. <laughs> as, uh, as being someone that might have to make a game. Just, oh, I'll, I'll okay. definitely pay attention to
2: that. So just that those are my quick shout-outs. Who I'm watching, um, uh, I mentioned him on the uh, Maritime Show. Tim for Into the Dirt Shop. Um, we all need to watch his stuff. I, I mean, I, I've i been doing kind of a, like a little binge-watching of some of his builds, and I already have done this before, but that's how good they are. He does a lot of do-it-yourself stuff, um, some really cool um, reclaimed uh, metal and wood tables and whatnot. He, his latest video, he made a LED log jewelry tree that he made for his wife. That came what? out amazing. So anyway, y'all check out uh, Into the Dirt Shop, Tim over there. Not Tim Sway. Don't worry about him. We paid I did, I, too much attention to him anyway. But uh, Tim with Into the Dirt Shop.
0: I just got a. I just got his stickers today. He mailed them to Vance and uh, and he put dirt in the envelope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: And, I and so he he put the he put the stickers in a recycled envelope. Yeah, Tim's awesome. And uh and and then he sealed that envelope and he put it inside another envelope with a handful of dirt. And I handed you know because Vance of course is like hey Vance hey you got mail buddy. He's like oh great and he's going he starts and I knew there was dirt in there I could feel it you know and it's like whoa <laughs> it's like dirt. <laughs> Oh, it was awesome, though. It was so so clever. So I wrote, I wrote something to him like, oh, yeah, that's way better than bubble wrap. It's much more eco-friendly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So now that we've spewed uh, uh, our watching um, experiences, uh, Bill, what, what have you been paying attention to lately?
1: Uh, this one was actually uh, somebody who reached out to me on Facebook, uh, not part of the usual group that we talk about or anything, just a listener who uh, who's also in Montreal and so and and he asked me to take a look at his video that he just put out and uh, let him know what what I thought and I mean who the hell am I but I thought it was really really good uh, it was really cool what he did was it was an entire video and it was making a toolbox and the only tool that he could use was a router. So I love entire, it already. Yeah, wow. it was, yeah it was really cool like he did all the cutting with it uh, all the joinery with it um, and he did, like, he did um, half-blind dovetails freehand. He did uh, through dovetails freehand. And then he also used the plunge router as a drill for, um, what's it called again? The, the, what's it called again? Uh, for, a dowel, for, for dowel. For dowels. Yeah, so he, it was really, really cool. And he did it all out of plywood and, and even, the, even the mortises for, uh, for the handle, put them in, that was all, all done freehand. It's really, really, really cool. Uh, the guy's name is uh, It's the best name I've ever heard. His name is Phil also. Uh, his last. <laughs> uh, is he as handsome as you too? <laughs> no, that's no, just not that's physically not possible, possible. Oh, no. hey, right, slow down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> slow your roll, Tim. Um, so his name is actually Phil Boul, B-O-U-L, and that might be like a nickname that's short for Boulevard. I don't know. He might be French. I have no idea, but I'll put the link to his channel. And he only had a couple of hundred views, which is, like, crazy to me because it was so cool. Mm. But,
2: well, let's change that. Uh,
1: yeah, mm. let's change that big time. Everybody should check it out. But uh, I was blown away. First of all, I was blown away that the video was amazing. And second, I was blown away that this guy cared what I thought. So, um, you know, that was flattering. Well, I don't
0: know how to put this, but you're, you're kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> In Tokyo. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, for so, some uh, reason,
2: my wife thinks he's a big deal. I just don't get it. I really don't. I, me I, I neither. I you once a week, and I'm just like, <laughs> t- 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 never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I love one tool builds, like or
0: like minimalist tool builds. I'm like, I can't. As soon as we're done with this, I'm going to go watch that because I, yeah. I, I, just, I love that
1: idea. I've never seen anybody do a single tool build with just a router. And yeah, uh, route. that's tool. that's
2: pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: I seen like drills and like I did one with an angle grinder, but yeah, a router. I mean that's and, it, and as soon as you said it, I was picturing it like yep yeah, you can cross cut with it, you can do dowels, with it, you can do. It. I was like I was like yeah, you totally can. I, I yeah. see it, you know, I can't wait to watch. It's
1: cool. Um, okay, so I think Good that job. one wraps, it wraps up for uh, for this week. Let's just mention our channels real quick on the way out. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at Phil Pinsky and Jake and Emmy's dad on YouTube. Tim, who are you again?
0: I'm channel three.
1: Okay, I'll just change the TV to channel three.
0: Yeah, just put it to channel three, and you might have to go to UHF, the UHF VHF thing. You might have to. Yeah,
1: then I could yeah. play Nintendo if I put it on channel three.
0: Yeah, you know, I have in my shop a little black, or no, it's color, but it's like a you know faux wood grain color TV that you can plug in and get static from because now it's digital antennas. Um, yeah. Am I hoarding that, or should I do something with it?
2: You know, I would say yes, you are, because I just went through this dilemma myself. Um I was gonna say, well, you know what? I'm gonna keep it because I can make something out of it, and maybe an old style TV. TV. Now hold on, and the reason being is because you know why not get a digital converter? Well, they're like sixty bucks
1: for those things. Yeah, I got something All better right. for you. What's that? I got something better for you than that. What? Get yourself a Raspberry Pi, and you could actually use it as a uh, as a music player, as a video player. But like seeing digital content on this old TV would be super cool.
2: Yeah, but that would that would involve being at some kind of technologically
1: savvy, no, with, no, no. it's super easy
2: to use. and all that stuff, and no. No, no.
1: this is super. You could actually use it as an Xbox media player. Uh, just it's plug and play. You download it, you put it on the SD card, you plug it in. Could I use stop. it as a? Could I use it as a monitor for
0: my my camera that I record my videos with?
1: Uh, yeah, you can get enough converters to do that for sure. Can you can you build that and mail it to me? <laughs> <laughs> I could build you the schematics, and then you could do say
2: so you lost me at Xbox. So
0: sorry, but that would actually be really cool because like, that would be a practical, like an actual upcycle of that. Because you know how I, I use a um, like a regular, like you know, point and shoot SLR camera to shoot my video in the shop. Yeah. So the the screen is on the back of it. So when I'm setting up a camera angle, sometimes I can't see if it's in focus. You know, and this and that. So if yeah. I could have a monitor for it, that would be awesome and and super useful. You know. Yeah. Um, But, obviously, there's very expensive ways of doing that, and then there's also the right way of doing that. But if I could do it the wrong way with a piece of crap TV from the 80s? Then all the better. Then, I mean, (laughs) sign me up.
2: (laughs) That's my middle name. (laughs) With the weight of that TV, it can act as like an anchor as well.
0: Yeah, I can use it as a stop on my, you know. Stabilization, Yep. I just, if I hang it from the tripod, I you know just nothing's gonna fall.
2: Yeah. I'm a little tired now because that word was really big that I just used. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Lutz me. What's your social media stuff, Bill?
2: Um, it's just Bill or William Lutz, I think. Um, yeah. YouTube There's an underscore button. in there somewhere. And an underscore, I don't know. I, I, I'm really not the, the, the social media guy, but you can
1: ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com yeah. has all that of stuff.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, that's all you need to know, people. My, my biggest pride right now is Reclaimed Audio, and uh, so if you want to find me, go there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as far as social media.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
2: Jeez <laughs> Louise. You guys are just so, so, so...
1: A lot of big words. Yeah, we need a little more more stabilization. I use my (laughs) big word quarter for the week. It's it's
0: down to two-letter words. He ran out of big words. So,
2: so, (laughs) so. All right, guys. Be well.
1: Yeah, man. Be good.
2: Bye, everybody.